All right. Hello. Welcome to the time out with your host, Tucker McClary. What is up? How is it going? Happy Wednesday. If you don't know, now you know. You're listening to KSMC Moraga 89.5 on your dial. Or hopefully if uh, my, I guess, higher-ups have figured out their stuff, tunein.com. If not, then you're listening to me on a podcast. So wherever you are, whoever you are, however you're listening, hello and welcome. Thank you for joining me yet again on this beautiful Wednesday in April. We've got the sun shining up here in the Bay Area. It is some great, fantastic weather. And guess what? If you haven't been here before, this is a sports talk show. So you can now leave if you are not interested in sports or if you want to hear some weird music or learn something new. Stay tuned because we have quite, quite a lot of news to go into today. We have got some playoffs. We have got some baseball talk. We have got some draft talk. We've got a team going down in flames in the draft and a team who basically cashed in their one pick for the next couple of years. So I will detail that in a little bit. And we also have another sport in the playoffs as well. So we have got plenty to talk about. So without further ado, we are going to hop into the the Canadian pastime, a.k.a. hockey. The NHL is now in the official Stanley Cup playoffs. As of last Wednesday, if you are a longtime listener, you will know that was technically the first day of the playoffs. And now we have plenty of days behind us and, what's even better, plenty of days ahead of us. So to give you a quick real quick rundown here we have got some teams who are locked up tied up we've got some teams dominating and we have some teams that aren't doing so hot so first we will start out there in the west we have dallas stars versus the minnesota wild and you know i originally said that I thought the Wild were going to at least put up somewhat of a fight, but I guess I was uh, a little bit wrong there. So as of now, Dallas is leading 2-1. to one. They took a commanding lead in the first two games in Dallas, which is kind of a, a go-figure. When you're at home, you usually, usually have some momentum on your side. But alas, that's not always the case, as I will go into in a little bit, actually, also in the Western Conference, we have a little shakeup going on, which leads me to the other team in the Western Conference playing actually tonight, 10.30 Eastern or 7.30 out here on the West Coast. The LA Kings versus the San Jose Sharks, the Battle of California, as it's called. And you know what? I've, I've seen a little bit of Game 3. Yeah, Game 3. And... It seemed like it's a very, very good matchup. We're talking just step-for-step, punch-for-punch, hit-for-hit, save-for-save, however you want to call it. It is a really tight-knit matchup. and that, I mean, that's why uh, playoffs are so much more interesting than the regular season. Of course, the regular season is fun. You, you kind of prepare yourself for the playoffs, or if you're not a great team, you prepare yourself for some golf. So... With that being said, the Kings have traveled, or excuse me, let me restart the series here. Game one was down in L.A. just last Thursday, and uh, lo and behold, the Sharks 
gritted out a win, a really good win, actually, a 4-3 against the Kings, and it was it was a doozy. I was kind of surprised that the, the Sharks were able to hang on and eke out that away win, but like I've been saying this whole semester, a whole year, the Sharks are truly road warriors that even if they're away from the Shark Tank, or SAP Center as it's officially called, they can still find ways to win. They have that young core and some really talented players on top of that that know how to get some wins even in enemy territory. So uh, the Kings lose. They drop two at home, which is kind of disheartening if you're a Kings fan. Uh, And then just two days ago, yeah, two days ago, the Sharks... Re, they returned back home, back to the Shark Tank in in San Jose, and the Kings knotted up the this the game. It was I believe it was late in the third. The Sharks were leading one zero, and then the Kings tied it up one one off a power play, I believe. And next thing you know, you're in overtime. And at, at this point, I wasn't watching, but uh, what I saw was it was a very poor turnover. And uh, the Kings capitalized on it, and I believe it was Pearson who sank the game-winning goal. So then the series is now 2-1. to one. The Sharks have the lead, and like I said, they're playing tonight. So it should be interesting how the Sharks kind of react and uh, reassess their game plan for tonight. Sliding over to the Eastern Conference tonight, the tonight games, Washington Capitals playing the Philadelphia Flyers. Washington Capitals are absolutely murdering, absolutely murdering the Flyers. We're talking some of these games are semi-pathetic. If you're the Flyers or if you're a Flyers fan, I would be very, very annoyed. Uh, the Capitals, if you hadn't figured out yet, are up 3 to nothing To actually officially get a sweep in the NHL playoffs, you have to win by four games. So tonight, technically, as they call it, is an elimination game for the Flyers. Thankfully, or maybe not thankfully, it's in Philadelphia, so they're either going to stave off the elimination at home or they're going to lose at home and look, yet again, I like the word pathetic. So, which brings me to another point, actually, on this series. The last game they played, it was game two, or no, excuse me, game three, because tonight is game four. In Philadelphia, the the team looked absolutely tired, toasted, roasted, however you want to say it. And they took just a whole lot of penalties. And next thing you know, the Capitals are up by like, I think it was 3-0 at one point. And uh, then the fans started throwing stuff onto the ice. This wasn't for a hat trick or anything like that. They are just throwing bracelets, watches, I guess necklaces, anything that they could pretty much hold on to and throw. And so they got, or technically the team had a a two-minute interference call because of the stuff that was thrown on the ice. And I was watching a video that the PA, the announcer, went on and said basically to the fans, just like, come on, like, you basically just gave the Capitals a free power play. Like, really? And you paid how much to get a ticket to watch this game and then you do that anyway i think it just shows the uh the level of class out there in philadelphia switching gears florida panthers are playing the islanders the surprisingly the islanders are leading two to one which honestly is a shock to me i thought the panthers were going to at least get at least 
have a, a reversal of that series score. The Panthers would be up 2-1. to one. The Florida dropped both games at home, which yet again is disheartening if you're a, a higher seed and or the home team. But uh, then they traveled up to New York for game three, or technically Brooklyn, excuse me, and uh, the Islanders dropped theirs at home. So I'm not sure how this series is going to turn out now, which, uh, again, I'll transition into the other series going on. So tomorrow there's a bunch of games. Detroit playing Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay leads the series 3-1. to one. Honestly, they have looked pretty dominant um, in that series. I'm not going to say great, but dominant. And then uh, the other series, or my favorite series, are the ones that I'm watching religiously. The Pittsburgh Penguins playing the New York Rangers. And uh, it's, it's kind of a big question mark right now, to be quite honest with you. The first game... Lundqvist goes down with an eye injury thanks to Mark Stahl and his stick to an eye. Luckily, um, he is okay, but we had to put Auntie Ronta in, and uh, we lost game one in Pittsburgh, which kind of made sense after that injury. But um, game two, Lundqvist comes back, and they pull out a win, uh, basically a commanding win, 4-2. And then uh, just yesterday, they played game three in New York. And through the whole game, the Rangers looked like they owned the game. And then there's just a few mistakes that the that the Penguins just capitalized upon. And it was kind of a, a low blow. The, the Penguins won three to one. But the good news is Rick Nash has actually opened the floodgates. He got a shorthanded goal. And prior to this, he seemed to be the goalless wonder in the playoffs. So fingers crossed that this is just the beginning, and this is just uh, one of many. And then the other two series, Anaheim is playing the Nashville Predators. Nashville leads 2-1. to one. Again, this was another series that actually started in Anaheim, but Nashville won both of those games. So I think that was pretty interesting. Uh... And then the Chicago Blackhawks are playing the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis leads 3-1. to one. Again, this series, I, I watched a bit of one of the games, and basically what I can say is all of these games are fantastic. They're all very good series. They could seriously still, maybe minus the Flyers and Capitals series, uh, go either way, which, again, I think it makes it that much more interesting. And, uh, yeah, so with that, that gives you a quick little rundown of what's going on, who's where, who's up, who's down, who I think's going, who I think's leaving. And, uh, yeah, so stay tuned for more updates on the playoffs, and I will keep you up to date. So with that, this weekend, or I guess sometime soon, is the Earth Day 2016, so there's a San Francisco Festival and Massive Street Fair in the Mission District, so 22nd and Valencia. So basically, you uh, head out there, holy moly, there's going to be three stages of multicultural entertainment featuring David Bowie tribute band, jazz, Aztec performances, internationally recognized keynote speakers, some DIY stuff, some chef showcasings, sustainable green fashion shows organic food court basically it's going to be it's going to be a good time and uh
depending on how my weekend pans out, I will try to make my way over there and uh, let you know how it went. So with that, here is LaRue with Tropical Chancer.
So that last song there was the Stevenson Ranch Davidians with Feeling Good. So hopefully uh, you can follow along with that song title and you're feeling good today. So changing gears, swapping out, changing sports, however you want to call it. We're going to slide into some pigskin, a.k.a. football news right now. We have a little over a week until the NFL draft. Yet again, the offseason blues or the boringness has kind of worn off hopefully because the draft is right around the corner the countdown is eight days one hour and 38 minutes so the big huge ginormous news today coming out of the draft or from the draft is the eagles the philadelphia eagles have acquired the number two overall draft pick for draft pick, excuse me, from the Cleveland Browns, who basically are literally and metaphorically and figuratively a dumpster fire up in Cleveland, along with all the other Cleveland franchises. 
uh, if you haven't noticed on this show, I take a lot of low blows uh, in the Cleveland direction, specifically with the Browns and semi-regularly or at least somewhat with the Cavaliers because I absolutely loathe LeBron James. Different story, different time. So the Eagles somehow, for some reason, thought, you know what, we aren't high enough in the uh, draft pick order that we need to basically trade or mortgage our future to pick someone right now this year in eight days. So as it goes, the Eagles acquired the number two overall pick in a trade with the Browns on Wednesday. The Eagles announced the Browns will receive Philly's number eight overall pick. So basically what Philadelphia is doing is they're showing their cards that they will more than likely draft either a quarterback or a top-tier, top-talent starting this year, defensive player or offensive, I guess, you could pick up a wide receiver as well. But um, the Browns get the Philadelphia's number eight overall pick, the third and fourth round picks in this draft, next year's first round pick, and a second round pick in 2018. Then the Eagles also got back the Browns' fourth round pick next season. So what? I honestly think as a Giants fan, seeing the Philadelphia Eagles flounder is absolutely wonderful and amazing. However, as a football fan uh, and also just a logical person who has half a brain, I still do not see why the second pick in this year's draft is worth that much to the Philadelphia Eagles unless they are seeing something that I am not this year's draft isn't that deep with talent at pretty much any given position so unless they see something I don't which yet again I know I say this often but I'm not paid to do all of this stuff or to watch the tape or to figure out who has the better upside or who has the worst downside but I just see this backfiring for the Philadelphia Eagles sure you may have a large upside in the short term but in the long term like I had mentioned you're mortgaging your future you just lost out let's see here one two three four five picks either this year or next year or the year after that and honestly I don't see it panning out for them granted they can pull it off and they let's say they draft a quarterback they can completely surprise me to um, pick something or pick someone that can absolutely kill it out there pick, pick up a quarterback or a wide receiver that absolutely demolishes dominates the the field but yet again I, I think it's a very bad move for them I think Let's, let's go on the flip side. The Cleveland Browns have somehow, some way, pretty much won the biggest con in the draft thus far that I can ever think of because you essentially have given up just six spots, six teams, a.k.a. six positions or six players, and you basically get back a couple of years' investment that you have definitely screwed up over the last decade plus. So congratulations to the Cleveland Browns GM for somehow swindling, wheeling and dealing with the Eagles and uh, just 
getting the most out of the Eagles that they could. So I I am honestly very intrigued in how this is going to pan out for the both the Browns and the Eagles in years to come, let alone just this year, because I there again there isn't that much talent in the draft for the Eagles to trade up just six spots unless they think there's just one person in particular that they could not live without or could not play without. I just yet again think it's a poor choice. But good luck to them. Good luck to the Browns. I am absolutely, at least with this move, loving what the Browns have been doing. With the RG3 move, Robert Griffin III signed on the offseason with the Browns, not too hot on that. If you're a long-time listener, I uh, detailed what basically happens to quarterbacks in Cleveland. They either get drafted and play there for a year or two, and then they either get released, traded, or, like Johnny Manziel, basically fail out and start a dumpster fire of their own. So I really hope RG3 can turn around his uh, his career up there. We'll see. And the other, actually, the other draft news is the Los Angeles Rams, as of now, uh, have traded up, and they traded with the Tennessee Titans to grab the first pick in this year's draft, which I think, again, is going to be a quarterback for the LA Rams. I honestly... Let me back it up. I love the move back to Los Angeles. St. Louis, I it just didn't really fit with them. I don't know what it was. I don't know why I was kind of against it. But, I mean, if you're in the NFC West, St. Louis is a bit out of the way because let's look at the other teams. You have the San Francisco 49ers, you have the Seattle Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals, and then you have the St. Louis Rams. Like, that is way out of the way. And, I, and in my belief, it's not technically the West. I know I know. originally the, the Rams were in L.A., and then they moved to St. Louis, so you're not going to move them division-wise. But I love it. They're back in L.A. They're going to be building a, a fantastic stadium, I, I can only assume, for umpteen billion or zillion dollars down there. So good luck with them. I think they are going to also be picking a quarterback with the first pick. I mean, there's honestly no reason to trade up to the first pick unless, yet again, you see something where you cannot live without. And I think it's going to be uh, the um, Cal guy, the uh, quarterback, uh, Goff. Right? Yeah, I think I think that's his last name. So keep it in uh, California there and go with that. So a quick little advertisement here. This weekend, on Saturday, April 23rd, is the Vintage Paper Fair in Golden Gate Park, a beautiful place to basically have anything, an event or a wedding or whatever. But the Vintage Paper Fair has one of the West Coast's largest selection of postcards, trade cards, stereo views, photography, labels, brochures, Victorian transportation, sports memorabilia, and all manner of curious, beautiful, interesting old paper. To give you the details here, April 23rd and 24th, Saturday 10 a.m. to 6, Sunday 11 to 5. And it is, like most of the events I talk about, free of charge. With that, here is Major Laser with Jet Blue.
So that last song there was actually Untitled, that's the name of it, by 20 Watt Tombstone, another killer jam out there similar to uh, Lincoln Durham and 
Thank you, Max, for the shout-out or for the, the link-up for that. And uh, with that, we're going to change gears yet again. We're actually going to change gears real fast after this because we've got to put some baseball news on the paper and then we've got to put some basketball news on the paper. So first off, we've got some baseball news. My A's have been picking it up. Fourth straight win. They actually traveled to New York to play the Yankees. Yesterday was the game one. So, and I, I was very surprised. Tie game most of the time, 2-2. <clears throat> Going into the top of the 11th, Chris Coughlin smacks a RBI single down the right field side, scores Jed Lowry, 3-2, we're up. Ryan Madsen slams the door shut, gets the save. Ugh, fantastic. I mean, this is the time of the year that I am loving because we have got pretty much every sport going minus football and it's amazing. So with that being said, real quick rundown of the standings for baseball. National League East, you have the Washington Nationals 10 and 3, New York Mets 7 and 6, Philadelphia 6 and 9, Miami 4 and 8, Atlanta 4 and 9 after starting winless. Then we have the National League Central Chicago Cubs absolutely dominating. Jake Arrieta, he has gotten himself a great start this year. Starting uh, starting out 11 and 3 on top of this division is difficult to do. Cincinnati 8 and 7, Pittsburgh 7 and 7, St. Louis 7 and 7, Milwaukee 6 and 8. National League West, LA Dodgers 8 and 6, starting to show the the strength of their starting pitching as well as their bats are waking up. Colorado Rockies 8 and 7. Nice going out there Colorado actually. Arizona 7 and 8 who just as of last night beat the Giants and that that's always a good thing in my book. The Giants 7 and 8, San Diego 5 and 9, which I will talk about in a little bit because I will be at the game Monday, Giants versus Padres. American League East, Baltimore up top 8 and 4, Toronto 8 and 7, Boston 6 and 7, Tampa Bay 6 and 7, Yankees 5 and 7. In the Central, Kansas City leading 9 and 4, and the Chicago White Sox 10 and 5. The only reason the White Sox aren't first is because they have a lesser winning percentage compared to the Royals. Detroit seven and five, Cleveland six and five, Minnesota four and ten, and out west, my favorite division, Texas up up top eight and six, Oakland Athletics seven and seven, LA Angels six and nine after today's loss to the White Sox, Seattle Mariners five and eight, who are actually in in game for uh, the Cleveland Indians. They're leading 2-0. Then the Houston Astros taking up the bottom 5-9. and nine. That gives you a quick rundown for baseball. Now we're going to hop into some basketball. So it's been an interesting, uh, interesting series or a couple of different series I would like to uh, spotlight because first and foremost the Golden State Warriors they defeated the record of the 72 and 9 or 72 and 10 Bulls, and they have actually finished the regular season 73 and 9. That is absolutely insane once you start thinking about it. Anyway, so 
to give you the, the series matchups, you have the Charlotte Hornets playing the Miami Heat. The Miami's leading 1-0. This game will be later on tonight. Cleveland playing the Detroit Pistons. Cleveland leading 1-0. The Clippers playing Portland. The Clippers leading 1-0. The Oklahoma City Thunder playing the Dallas Mavericks. The series is tied 1-1 off of actually a controversial waved off layup in game two which would have given the Thunder the 2-0 lead however it was waved off the Toronto Raptors are playing the Pacers a very good series in between two teams that I honestly think are uh, destined for future greatness I'm not gonna say um, it's right now this season this year give it a couple of years get a more uh, stable Players sign some off-season leaders, some veterans, etc. Then the Warriors are playing the Rockets. The Warriors leading 2-0, even without Stephen Curry. Last game, game two in Oakland, they defeated the Rockets. Granted, it was a lot closer than the first game with Curry, but nonetheless, they won. The other series are the Atlanta Hawks playing the Boston Celtics. Atlanta leads 2-0 with those god-awful, ugly, neon jerseys. What were you thinking? Then we have the San Antonio Spurs playing Memphis Grizzlies. The Spurs coasting, leading 2-0, which honestly I think is going to be a sweep for them in just a little bit. So with that being said, this next Monday, actually, I uh, threw one of my classes and class projects. I won tickets or... I guess better tickets than my other teammates to the San Francisco Giants game and the San Diego Padres coming to town. Go Padres. I'll be a, a Padres fan for the night. And uh, basically, yeah, so if any of you are somehow listening in some fashion or another and are either going, go check out the AT&T Digital Lounge. You get to print your own baseball card for free, actually, which most things these days aren't free. But anyway... Go check it out. We have a, a class goal of getting 250 people in there that night, getting a baseball card and walking away. So the closer we can get to it, the better our grade gets. So that's kind of a, the incentive for me to plug it right here. And with that, we're going to enjoy some more music. So this is Revolution with De-Stress. <laughs> Just drop and I'm bringing it sick with a rock top notch. Oh, yeah. 
that's how I'm living. Express the heat, stress for the minute. I might dress, never curse, trying to get it so. Express the heat, stress for the minute. Oh yeah, that's how I'm living. Express the heat, stress for the minute. I might dress, never curse, trying to get it so. I'm ready for the action. Bring on the
right, so to give you a rundown of what you just heard there, <clears throat> the song in the middle there, it was Cool in the Gang with Celebration. Actually, that, that's what they play after the A's win at home. And the last song there was Riff Raff with Carlos Slim. He's definitely uh, an interesting character. I, I'm not a huge fan of his music, but he definitely is one of those uh, icons that he has his own, I guess, swagger, as you'd call it. But anyway, so with Earth Day coming up here, there's a quote from the Dalai Lama. He said, there are only two days in the year that nothing can be done. One is called yesterday and the other is called tomorrow. So today is the right day to love, believe, do, and mostly live. I think that is um, an awesome quote. I think you should definitely take it to heart if you're either graduating or if you're not graduating or if you're not even in school. That, you know what, you can talk and plan and all of that, but all that truly matters is the present. And if you put forth all of, uh, all of your effort and your skills in that one moment, I think uh, a lot of good things usually happen. I mean, there's always those speed bumps in the middle there. But uh, with that being said, it is about that time. Yet again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for dropping by. I will see you next week, same time, same place. And a quick reminder, you are listening to KSMC Moraga on 89.5 FM. Or you're listening to it on TuneIn.com, which I guess is down at the point at this moment. Or you're listening to it on my podcast, like a cool person. And with that, I will see you next week. During the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand.